Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Dave Wilamowski. Dave, how are hey, you guys? How's it going? Yeah, I'm happy to be back again and again. It's a lot Dave, of fun. <laughs> time change is kicking my butt. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually the first day, like I could barely hold myself up and I don't know what it is. Cause I had an extra hour of sleep and I'm at mm-hmm. work, like leaning on things, but I, th- I think it was cause I was up too late and then that's an hour too late. And even though I got up later, it was still not enough sleep. Well, like I'm a chronic insomniac, so I'm perfectly used to like, this is, this is where I live. You know, I'm perfectly <laughs> used to just never sleeping. The thing that bothers me is not so much the sleep as it is like, I was I was walking through my house and in my mind it's oh it's it's midday better start getting ready for the show and I look outside and I see the stars <laughs> <laughs> and I'm what the hell and vice versa of course me mm-hmm. being me being the insomniac I'm getting ready to go to bed and the sun's up it's bright outside like I hear birds and the kids are going to school and all that I'm like what the you know That's I'm I'm feeling. quickly turning into the guy that leans out the window and yells at the passersby to quiet down <laughs> I wonder what they all think about me doing a show where I yell dick shitter in the middle of their dinner time. <laughs> Do you have close neighbors that, that might hear that? Not anymore, I don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually funny because my neighbors next door actually did just move out. So, I mean, I'm not saying that that's why they moved out. I'm just yeah. saying that they did, and I yelled dick shitter, and now they're gone. That's, what, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so... Uh, speaking of dick shitters, guys, Sesame Street was all the rage in the news this past week because they are on the COVID-19 vaccination bandwagon. Check out this tweet from Big Bird. Big Bird's chiming in first. He says, I got the COVID vaccine today. You know, his wing's feeling a little sore, but it's going to help give him a boost that keeps him and others healthy. But it's not just Big Bird. Even President Joe Biden replied to Big Bird. He says, good on you, Big Bird. Getting the vaccine is a way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. For if there was a neighborhood that ever needed a little extra help, it's Sesame Street. (laughs) It's weird that Biden follows Big Bird. Right? It is kind of a little weird. (laughs) You know, if you ever go back and watch the old videos of Sesame Street and you realize that that's actually the ghetto. Like, you get that, right? Now that I think about it, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, there's there's a dude living in the trash can, for God's sakes. And it's not just that he does. It's that everyone around him just accepts it as a normal part of society. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the ghetto. So now, you're, now your mental image of Sesame Street has changed a bit. Um, but it's not just Big Bird. All the whole gang is chiming in. Check out this tweet from Elmo. Elmo says he was so happy to talk to Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN. Now... Th- Sanjay Gupta. Now, this is the guy who was just on Rogan like two weeks ago, and Rogan shattered his brain so hard that Gupta <laughs> is now doing interviews with Elmo. A little less I know hard-hitting. That, I, like, if you're a young person out there and you're in medical school, I know you're thinking to yourself, I can't wait to be a PhD so that I can talk to puppets. <laughs> But it's not just Elmo, America's favorite gay couple, Bert and Ernie. Check out Bert and Ernie and say, hey, kids, get the jab. Right, Bert? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, 
He's looking a little worse for wear. Yes. Uh, like, who do you think's the top and who do you think's the bottom? I don't like to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing, is that most people think that Bert is the top because he's he's the man. Yeah. And Ernie, you know, is the other man. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> See, that's that that they're they're pulling a little switcheroo on you, which is something Bert and Ernie like to do. They're pulling a switcheroo on you. It's actually Bert. He's a power bottom. Oh, oh, yeah. My, these are things that I never think about. But I actually, th th I didn't even make this up. So someone in the go. private chat actually told me, "Hey, Bert and Ernie, you know, Bert's a power bottom." And I and I actually, I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean?" <laughs> I've had it explained to me. Now I know, and I can, I can die informed. I was I was going to say die happy, but that's not true. No, no, no one dies happy. I'm going to die informed. Um, but look, at, check out Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster has a new endorsement deal. He's now the face of Bell's Palsy. Oh my! I mean, hindsight 2020. <laughs> we've always known he had Bell's Palsy. Now we understand it. Bring 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 Cookie Monster. Bring, bring Cookie Monster back. Isn't it kind of weird that his eyeballs are not in sockets? They just sit on top of his Bell's Palsy face. Just balanced precariously. Yeah, and they're touching. Are they touching? Yeah, close enough. Are... Yeah. Jesus, I'm I'm I've reached a point like in the in the middle of doing this segment, I'm now more creeped out by Sesame Street than I think I've ever been. Yeah, you don't want to look too hard. Yeah. Uh, but finally, we got an update from Big Bird. Big Bird's visiting the doctor, but you know the science stuff's kind of heavy. My old car, what? No. Oh. My myocarditis, you know, it is a, it is kind of a weird sciency word. It is. Uh, it's... but what's what's that? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Bad news. Just this, just in. Sad to report. Big Bird has died of a rare heart attack. Oh, look at his My. face. <laughs> why no. does he have? Why does he have magenta eyeliner? Oh, he does. Very oh. colorful. He was very colorful, Dave. Oh, was he sorry. Was very colorful. Sorry to break. That um, thing, but... but you know, we we don't like to rub it in when there's a celebrity death. We we instead like to reminisce about the good times, the the times that they made us laugh or cry or inspired us. And I'll never forget the most inspirational quote from Big Bird that I can remember: that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Pretty pretty sure I remember him saying that. Yeah. That was in the episode where the uh, where the black family moved in, and he told them their children wasn't welcome. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I think I blacked that one out. <laughs> oh, oh, you blacked it out, huh? Now oh. you're in on the racism, oh, man. Racist. Damn it, racist. Speaking <laughs> speaking of racism, you want to know what our most watched clip? I've I've been doing clips of the show. You know, like making little snippets from the program so people can share it with their friends. Say, hey, check out this clip from the show that I like. Maybe you'll like it too. You want to know what our most watched clip of the last few weeks is? Uh oh, what's this one? It's the clip of me talking about the KKK. It was an entertaining story. I feel like that says something about our target demographic. That's what they click on. <laughs> I mean, the people want more KKK, I guess. But but we're not going to give it to them. It'll have to be somebody else. Yeah. Um. 
Boy, I'm I'm trying to turn this into a segment that Dave will be really embarrassed to be a part of, but he seems. Oh, no. I feel like you've you've really kind of you've really kind of acclimated to the to the environment here now, Dave. Yeah, I just roll with the punches. All right, well that's good. <laughs> uh, guys, we're gonna be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Don't go. Away. Hey, uh, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Turn your cocks back one hour tonight. Don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, did you turn your cock back one hour this past weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you did. (laughs) See, I I was thinking. I don't know. (laughs) I was thinking that. Uh, we like to launch into random diatribes about abortion, and that's a very controversial topic. And sometimes you, people hear the hear that word abortion, they're like, "Oof!" They just tune out, man. So what we have to do is we have to hide it. We have to disguise that we're talking about abortion, and then that way people will hear what we have to say. So from now on, instead of saying "so about abortion," I'm going to say "so about turning your cock back," <laughs> and that's how you'll know it's okay. abortion. In that case, no, no, I did, I didn't do that. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, the thing is about turning your cock back is that now they're trying to push these jabs on the five to eleven year olds, and uh, so you know how there used to be all the controversy of, well, is an abortion killing a baby? If it's a clump of cells, is it a baby? And if it's not a baby yet, then when does it become a baby? Which means you're killing it. So is <laughs> like it is? Are you killing a baby at two weeks? Are you killing a baby at six weeks? You know. But now, if they're going to give the jab to 5 to 11-year-olds, now you can have abortions all the way up to 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. Really opens it up. Yeah. Well, that's that's (laughs) what she said. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It had to be done. What can can you say? Um, But check out the bonus meme. Here's this week's bonus meme. The most painful part of watching the Kyle Rittenhouse videos so when he's by the gas station and you see the price only 14 months ago, rip to 209. Oh, boy, it, that's that that's close to home. Yeah. Um they're all it's only like it's only right around three dollars here. Uh I've got a, a friend that's out in California right now that said that the, the last time they gassed up it was four sixty nine. I think we're around the same price as California. That's crazy. Wow. Really? Yeah, I think huh. so. Dang. I'm sorry, Maybe it's man. oh, but actually, PA does have the highest gas tax in the whole country. I'm pretty sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, good on you, Dave. That's the best <laughs> way to keep your whole neighborhood safe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Let's um, 
we bet we best move on. Let's let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail. Time for the show where Alan answers viewer mail questions. Same with you people. It's 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 really this whole thing. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go back. I once gave somebody a gift card. You know, I could clip that, but I don't think I will. <laughs> I, really, I think it's perfect length. That's what she said. Oh, there we go again. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave. And that's not what she said. <laughs> Lyle Durio writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what are you doing to celebrate the upcoming metaverse? Well, you know, so so the Zuck is, is starting Meta. He's turning the whole business into Meta, and then they're going to have the Metaverse with the VR and, and all that stuff, you know? So um, the answer for, the, for your question of a while is not much, but let me answer your question with a question, which is, is the Metaverse only going to be used for porn? Well, I never thought of that. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely used <laughs> for porn. <laughs> I mean, it's the internet. It's the, that's the only thing that's on the internet, so that's what it's going to be used for. Like, I don't know why anyone... <laughs> There's going to be so many people with chafing issues once the metaverse starts. Oh, my God. You should buy... Can you buy stocks in Vaseline? I hope it's not like normal Facebook where you, you run into, like, your aunt or something like that. Well, ants need love, too, Dave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, this is this is this tonight's episode is a really unique episode. The, the audience doesn't realize this yet, but it's kind of like, um, it's 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 kind of like a depression sandwich, where <laughs> you you start off with some irreverent humor, and then it's going to get really dark, and then it's going to end with some more irreverent humor. Kind of like my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Eli writes, Dear Alan and Dave, who is your favorite American icon slash figure from the antebellum period? Oh. Dave, do you have a favorite uh, American icon from the antebellum period? Actually, I, I wanted to mention the story of Robert Owen. You see, uh, Robert was a wealthy textile manufacturer turned philanthropist who was born in Wales on May 14, 1771. In 1825, Owen bought 30,000 acres of land in Indiana for a religious community for about $150,000 or $4 million today, and he renamed it New Harmony. He invited any and all to come join his community of equality, eventually attracting hundreds of leading thinkers, artists, scientists, and workers to help him create a superior social, intellectual, and physical environment. This would be a community of equality, unlike any the country had seen before. Each of New Harmony's 800 residents would contribute their unique talents and share in the bounty that was sure to produce together. Owen declared men would be free from what he called a trinity of the most monstrous evils, referring to private property, absurd and irrational systems of religion, and marriage founded upon individual property. Owen even instituted a system of time money that was worth the amount that a worker had labored and could be exchanged for commodities of equivalent labor time. Almost immediately, Owen recognized that his grand community was chaotic. Its residents lacked motivation to work, while its government was unable to manage even the town's one general store. One New Harmony resident wrote, Even salads were deposited in the store to be handed out, making 10,000 unnecessary steps and causing them to come to the tables in a wilted and deadened state. 
few families wanted their children to be shielded from what he called the negative influence of their parents, and people who worked hard resented those who contributed little. The community couldn't produce enough food to be self-sufficient. With no new houses being built for the growing community, homelessness and famine ran rampant. Despite considerable investments that depleted Owen's fortune, the community failed economically after just two years. Owen withdrew from the community in 1828, having lost 80% of his fortune. So thank you, Robert Owen, for showing us once again that socialism fails every time it's tried. I don't that know, I thought that was... That kind of <laughs> looks like a fage museum. <laughs> I'm glad that's what you got from it. <laughs> that's, that is what I got. Around. Well, he spent a bunch of money just to prove that commies are worthless. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, in, a lot I guess of, in, that, in that case, he's a hero. Had a lot of thinkers, not a lot of doers. Faggots can be heroes too, Dave. <laughs> um, dear Adam Sakosin writes, Dear Alan and Dave, uh, yeah, we're just going to move on. We're just... Yeah, <laughs> pretend that Dave. didn't happen. If you had to wear a pink pussy hat and a Klan hood to a Joe Biden rally, which would you put on first? Now, that's an interesting question, because if you had to wear both, then that means whichever one you put on first would be covered up by the other one, right? And so, obviously, if you had the choice between a pussy hat and a Klan hood, there's no way I would want to be associated with such a terrible, ugly movement as that. So I absolutely would put the clan hood over the top of the pussy hat. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> this there's this is too many consecutive episodes where the words clan with a K have been read out loud on the program. <laughs> there's it's an emerging trend. Well, well, you know who our target audience is, right? I mean, it's a, it was Adam's question, all right? All right. Oh. Far be it for me to not read the well-thought-out questions from our audience. <laughs> Such as Ryan Seifert, who writes, Dear Alan and Dave, how many McNugget shapes are there, and can you name them? Oh. I think there's four. What? There, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that um, there's certain, there's, they're punched-out shapes. I think there's four of them, but I, I can't name them. But I've, I've seen, I've seen articles. That's, I only like to eat food that was at one point just a congealed mass and was punched into shapes. That's what it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thoughts and prayers for Ryan then, I suppose. Um, no, I can't name them. I Man, I haven't had a McNugget <laughs> in probably, gosh. I mean, at least, at least five minutes. <laughs> I mean, Logan Denny writes <laughs> more like Logan Denny writes, Dear Alan and Dave, which fast food place has the best fries? Ooh, that sounds like a good tier list. It'd be a short one. We could do well, I mean, they gotta be a hell of a lot shorter than forty three minutes if you catch my fucking drift. <laughs> but But I think I think instead of answering that, we should save that for we should do next week we should do a tier list for fries at fast food places and we could rank them. Yeah, just bang that out. That'd be good. Yeah. It usually takes me a lot less time to bang things out than 43 minutes. <laughs> um, Bob Smiley writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what are your thoughts on sex, drugs, and vaccines? 
I feel like that's supposed to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Are that, vaccines, that sounds more familiar. Vaccines are the new rock and roll? Oh, yeah. It's the hip hip crowd does that. They're all into it. I, I Bob, I'm a little bit confused about your question. Like, are those all together? Like, are, what are your thoughts on all of these combined? Mm. So I think if you're on drugs and taking <laughs> vaccines, you should not have sex because your children are going to look like Cookie Monster. <laughs> it's like one of those questions like, do you like sugar or cocaine? And it's just yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Sorry. I saw it wasn't that like on an employment survey or something somewhere. Yeah. And people are like, how, how am I supposed to, maybe that's why, maybe that's why I can't get a job because I, I really do like sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Willimowski writes, dear Alan and Dave. Oh, I know her. Yeah. You, well, you used to know her after last week. I've, I've heard there's <laughs> after the queen's gambit, nothing, nothing is sacred anymore. Uh, dear Alan and Dave. For the rest of your life, would you rather eat all of your food cold or all of your food hot? I think well, this is Mary's way of telling you to take care of your fucking self. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know that. You leave it up to her. But okay. Maybe I should I should stop complaining about dinner. <laughs> would you rather eat all of your food cold or all of your food hot? Pick one. Um I'd say cold. I think I think most hot food is okay cold, but I know there's some cold food that isn't okay hot. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go with hot just because I all the the good food that's hot is not good anymore when it's cold, and you mm. it's you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> you're just lying to your and and I know that this means I guess I can't have ice cream, but oh, you know. Don't don't the Mexicans make like fried ice cream or something? Yeah, yeah, they, I feel, they used I, to have that. Crafty Mexicans are always figuring out a way out of these damn questions. That's why they're able to get a job without any of their papers. They know how to, they know how to answer the sugar cocaine <laughs> question. They say, say no, no, yeah, fucking liars though. All right, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Avery asks, Dear Alan and Dave, my friend Randy wants me to ask you, did George Washington ever see a chicken catch a Tory? Hmm. So, for people that don't get that one, I read it a little fast. Did George Washington ever see a kitchen catch a Tory? You know, the Tories. Kitchen. So... <laughs> I I I'm gonna I'm gonna suspect I suspect that this was actually Andrew's pun, and he's so embarrassed even with himself yeah. that he said it was his friend Randy asking for a friend. You know, Craig Ferguson had this whole bit that you know Randy is a common name in the United States, but in in Britain, Randy means horny. Oh, but I'm not gonna do the whole bit because. We could just play clips of Craig Ferguson and that just be the show. You know, we should do that, actually. Maybe, yeah. You, you said you're done with copyright. We can just... Yeah. yeah. You're in, well, you're the one that said that you're going to be my, my the, the Jamie to my Joe Rogan. So I'll just oh, say, yeah. Dave, pull that up and we'll just watch Craig Ferguson <laughs> clips. Um, Andrew, stop it. Uh, and finally this week, Jonathan Carranza, who, by the way, I had to go solicit Jonathan's question and write it myself because Jonathan got zucked again. 
I don't remember what he got zucked for. I think he just probably called somebody a fag, and that was mm-hmm. that was the end. But not me though. Have you ever noticed that? I say some I say some whack yeah. shit on this show, and here I am on social media. Why do you think that is? I don't know. They know what you're saying too. They can subtitle it like yeah. in real time. I've literally said Ku Klux Klan rape kill cops and nothing happens. <laughs> You're bulletproof. Right then everyone's feed just died and they're not wanting to see the show anymore. <laughs> that was the magic word. That yeah, that 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 was the word. Uh Jonathan Cranza right. That wasn't what Jonathan wrote, by the way. That was me. That Jonathan didn't get zucked by saying Ku Klux Klan rape kill cops. It was me that said that. Jonathan, I didn't. I don't want people to feel like Jonathan. Hey, man, is everything all right at home? Like, you good? No. He says, "Dear Alan and Dave, is a bread bowl of soup really just a soup sandwich?" You know what? I think if you're eating soup in a bread bowl, I think that is a sandwich. It's a soup sandwich. I'll be goddamned. <laughs> the jury's out for me. It's like, I mean, any other position, it wouldn't stay in. But I guess Sloppy Joe's, that's still a sandwich. It is. That is still a sandwich. Mm. And, a and, and, and it has to be considered bread around the soup because even though it's called a bread bowl, that's just because of the shape. You can't, you don't eat bowls. So I'm not calling a bread bowl a bowl. I'm calling it bread. Because it's 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 bread. It's not a bowl. It's yeah. bread. Yeah. So that's a it's motherfucker. It's a well. If you get into deep philosophy of what is a bowl, mm-hmm. <laughs> does the material really matter? I don't think we have any more time for your deep philosophy this week. <laughs> um, it is a soup sandwich, Jonathan. You've done it again. Kudos to you. I need to add that to the quiz. Is a bread bowl of soup. <laughs> A soup sandwich, true or false? I'll, I'm going to add that to the quiz. Um, well, we were doing so good on time, and now we're not. This yeah, always happens. Really long. This yeah. always, yeah. <laughs> it always <laughs> happens in this segment too. Have you noticed that? Um. <laughs> well, Adam, I hope you enjoyed the light, the lighthearted part of the show because we're going to be back to talk about John Hurley right after this commercial break. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Guys, welcome back to the show. So I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about something before I, we get into our next little article here. Um, everyone's heard the phrase the only good the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, and I and I believe that I I really do. I I, I don't think you you necessarily have to be like a really hardcore gun enthusiast or you know to just recognize. That that's how you stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Now I don't think the cops are good guys. I think I think when you say that phrase, you're talking about like you or me. If you or me have a gun and there's and we're at the mall and somebody's shooting up the place, 
then then you could be the hero and you could put a stop to it. June 21st, earlier this year, was that like the second day of summer, I think. Arvada, Colorado. 59-year-old Ronald Troike, resident crazy person with an axe to grind against the local PD, which that, that totally doesn't describe doesn't describe anyone else. Like. No. He writes a four-page note that basically culminates with that he's going to head out that day with his rifle and he's going to, quote, kill as many police officers as I can. And then he makes good on that threat. First thing he does is he gets to work. He goes out and guns down Arvada police officer Gordon Beasley. And he's armed to continue a would-be mass shooting. But then enters the scene 40-year-old John Hurley. Hurley's just a salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. Outdoorsman type. Loves liberty. Believes in personal responsibility. Believes in self-defense. So he was armed as well. And he happened to be shopping at a local army surplus store when he heard the shots ring out outside where Choinky had just murdered Officer Beasley. No hesitation. <laughs> and I, you know, I think about that sometimes because you always think to yourself, well, if I had been there, I'd have done something. But you think to yourself, even if you were there and even if you had a gun, even the guy's back was turned to you. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're entering in because I, you know, there's that fight or flight mentality, and most people's natural instinct is flight. And if you could just leave, it's probably what you would do. Like, let's be honest with ourselves here. Mm-hmm. And so it, it takes it takes something within you to put that thought aside and say, "No, I'm going to go out there and make a difference." And that's what he does. He rushes out there. He confronts the shooter, Troiki. Shoots six times, I believe. Takes him down. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. But the story doesn't end there, which should. John Hurley should be paraded down the street as a hero. But he's not. And he's not because then the next officer on the scene shows up. And there's no video evidence of this, by the way. He claims that what he sees is this John Hurley picking up the rifle from this other guy and starts walking towards him with it. And he claims that because he just assumes that this is the shooter. This is is Mm -hmm. the mass shooter that just came out on the radio. It's the guy walking towards me with a rifle. And so there's no stop. There's no freeze. There's no don't shoot. He just opened fire on him. John Hurley is shot in the pelvis. He dies as well. Now, this certainly isn't the first time that the police have wrongfully murdered someone. But this one's particularly bad because not only is this guy, this guy's a hero. Everyone who was there who witnessed the events is like, this This guy just saved a bunch of people's lives. Who, who even knows what would have happened next? D- crazy dude's walking around with his AR. John Hurley goes out there and stops him. And his thinks is, is to be gunned down himself in turn by the police. He he stops a cop killer. Troike's out looking for cops to shoot. Hurley stops him, and the cops kill him in turn. That is not hyperbole. That is what happened. Now, the cops will claim that Hurley was then walking towards them with a rifle, and they fired upon him. 
but we don't have any we have video evidence of Troiki showing up on the scene and gunning down a cop but we don't have any of that video evidence of what they're claiming Hurley did or didn't do hmm. so that's that's been months that was June it's November all these months go by and finally the news is out Dave go ahead and show people the article guess what no charges will be filed against Arvada officer who killed Hero John Hurley that's not really a surprise, though, is it? I mean, this happens all the time. Whether it's qualified immunity, um, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm going to read this to you. District Attorney Alexis King announced her decision to not file charges Monday, more than four months after the incident on June 21st. She says, quote, Our role was to look at the facts and compare them to law. The officer here had objectively reasonable grounds to believe and did believe that he and other people were in imminent danger of being killed. The officer's decisions to shoot John Hurley were legally justified, despite his heroic actions that day. Legally justified! Now that's, that's, that's an interesting phrase that she uses there, because that's just factually incorrect. Since we know for a fact that Hurley was not a threat to anyone else. In fact, he was the hero that ended the threat. That is factually incorrect. Now, if you want to claim that the officer misinterpreted the scene that he came upon, now that's an argument to be made. But to, but to then skirt it under the rug is legally justified. It's ridiculous on, the, on its face. Now, here's the thing. Because it's always rules for thee and not for me. That's, that is always at the base of every single one of these stories that happens. If you or I made a tragic mistake. If you or I, whether it was a accidental discharge, I mean, hell, we can be playing in our backyard with fireworks and something bad can happen and someone could get hurt. A neighbor mm -hmm. passing by, someone walking down the street. It'd be a terrible tragedy. It would be an accident. And no one could deny it. You'd still be in fucking trouble, wouldn't you? You <laughs> would no one would say you were legally justified in doing what you did, despite it being an accident. There would still be consequences for your actions. But that's just for you or me. It's not for the PD. I want to read down a little bit further. John Hurley that day acted as a hero. Had he survived... We would have praised his bravery in engaging a mass shooter before anyone else was killed, King said. Now, this is the district attorney, by the way. He acted to defend others, and we will remember him in his selflessness. This is her following up. This is the DA now. We hope our decision not to file charges will bring a small piece of closure to those affected, and that in his finality there is some healing. What? We hope our decision to not hold people accountable for their actions and for your son or brother or father or whatever to have died a hero at our hands. We hope that brings you some peace. Maybe a little closure. What? Those words came out of this bitch's fucking mouth. She says that the legitimate presence of danger was an overwhelming factor in the decision not to fall charges. He was only 40 years old. He'd worked as a chef. 
It's described as humble, super respectful, in addition to being a hard worker. Loved hiking, biking, fishing, playing music, spending time with his family. The autopsy report released in September determined Hurley was killed by a single gunshot to the pelvis. His manner of death was labeled a homicide. His manner of death was labeled as a homicide. Again, if I was waving my gun around in the room saying, hey, everybody, look at me, I'm Wyatt Earp, and it goes off and I hit somebody, that's an accident. It's a stupid accident, but it's an accident. But me saying it was an accident would not bring that person back, nor would it shield me from the consequences of my poor decisions. Now, all of that is predicated on the story that he picked up the rifle from Troiki that he had just shot and then was turning towards police, and then they shot him. Yep. Two, two notes on that. One, again... They absolutely have footage of it. They have body cams. And yet, nowhere to be found. They even have footage of, of cameras right outside the store showing the whole incident of Troiki pulling up and gunning down the other officer. And yet, no footage of what happened to Hurley. Funny that. And even so, that still does not change the fact that an officer murdered an innocent person. I quite frankly don't care what the circumstances were. I think that they're lying about the circumstances, but I don't care what the circumstances were because a police officer murdered an innocent person and will suffer no consequences for his actions because they don't play by the same rules as you or me. They get to get away with such things. The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And Ronald Troike was a bad guy with a gun. And John Hurley was a good guy with a gun. And he stopped him. And that's a great story. And then the cops came, because cops being a great way to stop good guys with guns, they came and stopped John Hurley. You know what that makes the cops? makes them the bad guys. You know how you stop a bad guy with a gun? Oh. We'll be back right after this commercial. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Huh. Not bad. I'm trying to jump it. I'm trying to get uh... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a six point five out of ten. It's All right, pretty, not it's gonna bad. be trial and error. It's gonna take a few weeks. Uh, boy, we're <laughs> so now that now that we're on the 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 <laughs> soft underbun of the depression sandwich, we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> we're actually gonna revisit something that we didn't have time for a couple of weeks ago. Dave, are you familiar with the whole uh, shopping cart theory thing about returning your shopping cart and that's how you're a good person or not? Like, 
I've, you... I've heard of it, but I, I don't know the exact specifics of it. Okay. Well, we'll take a look, take a look at this graphic right here. I'll actually, I'll actually read this for people. So, you know, there's no dire emergency. Do you accept your duty to return the shopping cart, even though you gain nothing? So all this kind of comes from the, the whole shopping cart theory. And I'm, I'm going to read this for you. The shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task, and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as an apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning a shopping cart. No one will find you or kill you for not returning the shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning the shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do. Because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and the force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. So I, I guess I'll, I'll start this way because this, this has been around the internet forever. I'll, I'll start this way. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being completely agree and 1 being don't agree at all, how much do you agree with with that statement? Oh man, I'd say maybe maybe six. It's it's more than half true, but I don't think it's as definite as they make it sound. Well, I've seen a lot of people post this, and a lot of people, like even in our community, will th this will make the rounds. And and there's a couple of things about it that have always jumped out about it is. For one, they're making a lot of really absolute statements. It's objectively right. You must, <laughs> you must do it. Um, it's the right thing to do. It is correct. But, but the, but the key part being that it ends with a person who's unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage. It can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a the law and the force that stands behind it. Now, it's true that we do agree that we are against coercion, and we don't think that you should be threatening people with violence for. A, for a nonviolent offense that or or a victimless crime. Now we we do believe that that is true. Mm -hmm. However, I do have a little twist on this, and that is that people respond to incentives. Now that's something we also believe in this community. People respond yeah. to incentives, and now there's there's positive incentives such as I I will pay you five dollars if you do a book report on some guy named Owen and but then there's negative incentives <laughs> there's consequences such as if you don't do a book report on Owen I'm going to kill your dog you know oh, that's my. yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah so but people respond to incentives and people are way more likely to respond positively to positive incentives than they are <laughs> to threats i totally believe that a hundred percent and so i've always thought that when it comes to the shopping cart theory thing is that why fight human nature as opposed to just accept and understand human nature and then work to incentivize the good behavior that you want that's how incentives work
And so I always thought, you know, don't do the Aldi thing. Like, isn't it Aldi where they make you like pay for a card? Yeah, you got to put a quarter in. You got to put, you gotta a, put quarter a quarter in. into the cart to get it, and then yeah. you get it back when you put it back. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> so don't be Aldi. This is what this is what Aldi should do. Is they should do the math and figure out. All all stores should do this. Do the math and figure out how much money they put into the carts themselves and to like lot attendants, you know, who go and retrieve the carts. Like I, when I was in college, I worked at Lowe's and I mean, I spent like half of my day just getting, you know, the big blue carts, you know, you lay your, Oh yeah. I don't even, I don't even help customers. I just go get their fucking carts. (laughs) When, when customers would be angry that there's no one to help them. The answer is, is because I'm out there getting your fucking cart. That's why I can't help you. (laughs) That's the answer. And so what they should do then is figure out how much money they put into like the labor and the, and the, the man hours and the carts themselves to, to have, to have that service. And then let, let's just say hypothetically, it's, you know, whatever, let's just say hypothetically it's 2%. Then what they could do then is kind of like, you know how like at Kroger, they have the Kroger plus card and like, you know, you scan your little Kroger plus card and you get the little price on the yellow label as opposed to the bigger price on the white label. They could do that. Where if you are returning your cart, then you get like that extra 2% off your purchase. Mm-hmm. And then that would make people would then be positively incentivized that the people who help us return carts are going to get a discount. And the people who don't help us return carts, they'll continue to pay the full price. And see, this is such a great double whammy because people, once people are positively incentivized to do something, a lot of people will then do the right thing and return the carts. <laughs> but people, there will still, of course, be people who won't do the right thing. But those people will pay the full price, while the people who are helping return carts, more likely than not, they're going to be quite studious on returning carts because they want a good deal. So you actually end up coming out ahead because it's saving you on your cost to for lot attendance and at the same but you're still charging the other people who didn't help full price yeah my kid would spend the day in the parking lot just returning carts yeah this (laughs) is is, my card this is this is my life hack to home depot (laughs) they they should owe me money now i think for this yeah i'm pretty sure they should we're going to put one more twist on the shopping cart theory before we head off to the finale. Take a look at this. There's no problem. However, you can drone strike this trolley to protect American interests. Do you do it? Yes or no? That trolley looks suspect. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> like if you look at that picture, like trolleys don't just careen out in the middle of nowhere like that. I feel yeah. like that that has been a hijacked trolley on its way to the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, Be a you hero. Are, yeah. So, so for folks at home, it is okay to drone strike hijacked trolleys. It's not okay to shoot heroes who are killing mass shooters. <laughs> oh. So I'm sorry. I had to revisit it. I'm, I'm still yeah. a little upset from last segment, to be honest with you. It was hard it for hard. me to even get through the shopping cart segment because I'm still pissed off on the inside. But then again, I'm pissed off on the inside like all day. You got to crush it down. Yeah. It sounds like you know a little something about, mm-hmm. <laughs> about that. All right. I got a lot crushed down. Well, we're, we're <laughs> going we're gonna to do, uh, I think we're going to do a 
emotional repression tier list next week. <laughs> Ranking the things that you have pushed down inside to be bottled up. That one was hard to take. <laughs> that's, what, that's what she said. Oh, damn it. I knew that was coming. All right, guys, we're going to be back with the <laughs> finale right after this commercial break. Don't go away. Hi guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products, from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, we're now on Odyssey. Go support a free speech platform. You can find us on Odyssey. It's too late with Alan Mosley or at Alan Mosley TV. And if you're more of a listener than a watcher, you get us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Thanks to Anchor FM. That's anchor.fm slash Alan Mosley TV. You know that, that last commercial that we play for the health and wellness products? I feel like mm-hmm. I should I should do a different voiceover. Because I, I, I've, <laughs> I've had it in my head for weeks now. I could be like, are you a fat fuck? Drink this herbal tea. <laughs> Why don't you try some that's kale, a, you fucking piece of shit? It's a lot like the ads I get on some of my apps, you know. It really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why am I? Why are the only ads I'm getting on like YouTube and Facebook about losing some goddamn weight? What are they? <laughs> right. And now, and I do it to myself on my own show. <laughs> um, Dave, do you have a final thought? Uh, I had one, but then I forgot. <laughs> well, I mean, you had a busy week of researching Owens and his, you know. Oh yeah, that that that's what I had was um. Remember, kids, socialism fails every time that it's tried. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the whole rest of the show, but it's but no. it's true nonetheless. So I'll allow it. Important to me. Yeah, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Of it's too late, and we will see you next week.